I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle. Christina. Last weekend. Yes. I took down my Christmas tree. Wow. You know what? I was going to text you because on Monday night, I was walking through Hoboken, and what did I see? I saw someone still with their Christmas tree in their window. I I didn't want to take it down. No. No. And there, there's a couple people in my apartment complex that still have their tree up. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Look, look at us. Hey. But now I can't say. <laughs> hey, look, look at, at us. us. I'm not going to lie. My Christmas tree is right behind me. It's in the box, but it's still right behind me. Yeah, I am. Um, I put it in the closet. I packed it up. But I, I, you were right. It is really sad. So I had to find a way to not be sad. And I think I beat the system. I like woke up and started to be a little bit productive mm-hmm. like 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 my morning like I did my morning routine I fed him walk the dog I made coffee I think I started to read a little bit like I started to like check things off my list and then when I started to clean and take down the tree I was like oh okay like I'm I'm okay to do this now because now I'm in like productive mode yeah if you do if you put it as a checklist item as opposed to a Oh, we're going to take down the tree. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, bye, tree. Bye, tree. <laughs> it's cold <laughs> out here. Um, There's a small group of people listening to this podcast that understand what we're talking about. Everyone else who doesn't get on our level. What are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Hey, look at us. I keep, we keep saying, hey, and now Otis is crying on the other side of this door. Why? Because he thinks he's going to go for a W-A-L-K? Yeah, well, whenever he hears the word, hey, he thinks that it's something exciting. Ah. And then he starts pouncing. Dogs, man. He's a pouncer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like... I told us to start recording because we were talking about something about this movie and now I completely... We were. I asked you if you thought I was going to like this movie. Ah. And I landed on yes. So when did you watch this movie? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, I watched this Tuesday. And when I watched... You were like, there's some peen in this. I, I gave you a peen warning. You told me that you needed a peen warning moving forward. And mm-hmm. I gave, I provided. I provided. If there's a nudity, if there's a sex scene, I, I give you a warning. Fair warning. Now that I don't live with my parents, now you give me the warnings. Well, I wasn't aware of the warnings needed to be given beforehand, so now I'm giving the warnings. All right? <laughs> um... So I landed on yes, because is this movie a beautiful artistic movie? Yes. But is it also a funny movie? Also, yes. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. Yeah, I feel like the comedic factor 
draws you in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's not there's not a whole lot of action. I mean, we'll get into it, but we're talking about the banshees of Ina Sheeran today. Yes. Now, if there was no comedy in this movie, it would be Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I definitely got those vibes. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is still our most played episode. I so this podcast constantly spites me. <laughs> All the time. I don't want to watch Die Hard. Guess what Christmas movie I have to watch? Die Hard. I say the my least favorite thing we've done on the podcast is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's our most listened to episode. So maybe we should just stop doing things that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Maybe it's the conflict. That's, that's what gets people. Uh... I think people just like to see me aggravated. Yeah. To be I fair, to be fair, it doesn't take much. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Aggravated? Easily? I, well, I'm not, I'm not an angry person, but I definitely get frustrated fairly easily. And this is, this is my theory. I've, I've said this theory many a time because, like, sometimes, and students if you've found this podcast hello and thank you for welcome um but my students always say like she's so helpful she takes her time with us like in the reviews that i get like i've never had a teacher care as much as she has and i'm so grateful for these types of things but then i come home and dave and my mom are like who the fuck are they talking about And so my theory is that I, I, and I tell my students this, I wring out all my patients at work with all of my students. And then when I come home, I have none left. And then by the time we record this, I have, it's gone, all gone. Yep. And so when we say things like, we're going to watch Die Hard. Oh my gosh, I don't know why the audio on that went so loud. So it literally sounded like you were screaming. Oh, it, I wasn't. Oh, Sorry. oh, it's going to wait till the playback. Oh, no. It sounds like someone took like a um, like a sound machine and said, we're going to watch Die Hard. Like, honestly, you could meme that moment. It's so funny. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, boy. When someone says we're going to watch Die Hard, please continue your thought there. No, that was it. Oh. Then, I, then it's just, I have nothing left. I have nothing left. I have nothing left to give. I have no fight left. I'm just like, okay, well, this is it. All right. Does it make you want to chop your fingers off over it? No, not quite. I don't, I'm never going to, I, listen, <laughs> I know I'm a little bit dramatic. Just a little bit. But I'm never going to be that dramatic. Fair. Like I've, I've found my, I've discovered my line and it's chopping off fingers. Okay. At least we've had, we have that bar set now. Mm-hmm. Toes, toes on the other hand, up for grabs. Okay. Well, well then Maybe we get into. I hate feet. That gets us into Big Lebowski territory. That's a whole <laughs> different thing. <laughs> but it might be because I hate feet and I'd be perfectly fine with like walking on stubs for the rest of my life, but. You know, it is what it is. I don't know what it is. I, it, it, it's 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 always been a thing. It's oh, you know, it's always been a thing for me. I know it's always been a thing. You've you've come a long way. I have, listeners. If you're listening, <laughs> this has always been a problem that I have. 
And Danielle has tried to baptize me by fire because sometimes when we'll be sitting on the couch hanging out, she'll put her feet on me. She goes with her feet and I have to sit there and take it. Yeah, you will not find Christina on Wikifeed. I don't know why I said it like that. Wikifeed at all. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, that's that's not going to be a thing. No. It is a thing, but you won't find Christina there. No, it's not going to be a thing for me, I should have said. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are we ready to... Yeah, let's jump right into this. To dig in here. I do have a surprise for you. I can say it now or I can say it at the end. But my cousin, Daria, wrote in a review for the Banshees of Inishiran. So do you want it now or later? Um, like the candy? Give it to us during the review time. Okay. Yeah. So you can watch Banshees of Inishiran now on HBO. I think it's still in theaters as well. I think, yeah, it is. So either or. Uh, Danielle, awards and nominations. All right, so let's start with the Academy Awards. This is nominated. Of course, I'm going to say nominated because at the point that we're recording this, the Academy Awards have not happened yet. So, uh, Carrie Condon was nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Colin Farrell is nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role. Um, This is... Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, Original Score, Carter Burwell. Uh, Best Motion Picture of the Year. Best Achievement in Directing, Martin McDonough. Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, Barry Keegan is nominated for Best uh, Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. This is nominated for Best Original Screenplay and Best Achievement in Film Editing. Which, by the way, the original screenplay, this is also written by Martin McDonough, who mm-hmm. also directed it. And yes, um, Golden Globes. So this won Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Uh, Colin Farrell won Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Uh, Martin McDonough won for Best Screenplay Motion Picture. Uh, Martin McDonough was nominated for Best Director. Uh, Brendan Gleeson was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. Barry Keegan was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. This was nominated for Best Original Score. And uh, Carrie Condon was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. (sighs) Yeah, take a breath. Take a breather. Thank you. (laughs) So, two BFFs suddenly plummet in their friendship when one decides he doesn't want to be friends with the other. The commitment of a lack of friendship leads to many dramatic circumstances. So, this is written and directed by Martin McDonough. I'm going to just briefly go through our uh, vets because there are a lot. I'm starting with Martin McDonough. There's a lot of vets? Yes, there are. Not a lot of people in this, but everyone, there are some some veterans in this. So Martin McDonough is the person who wrote and directed this. Um, If you're familiar with his work, he did the movies like The Lobster in Bruges and he did... In Bruges. Um, in Bruges. In Bruges, not in Bruges. No, it's in Bruges. He also did Seven Psychopaths and the uh, Billboard movie that three, you love. Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I did re- not realize he did that. I freaking love that movie. I know. You talk about it. You've talked about it several times on this podcast. I need to watch it again. All right. Martin McDonough's partner is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. 
That's right. We did talk about that. Yes, because you saw her at the Golden Globes and you're like, why the heck is Phoebe Waller-Bridge hanging out with the Banshees of Inishirin people? <laughs> is she in the movie? No, no, no. She's just partners with Martin McDonough. And honestly, understanding that Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Martin McDonough are in a relationship makes so much sense because both Fleabag and Banshees of Inishirin have very similar comedic timing. <laughs> Oh, that's an interesting point. I would have never thought to compare the two. Yeah. I mean, think about the comedy in both. It's mm. very, like, dark, tongue-in-cheek, very snarky. I think that I can see the, the overlap there. Um, okay. Uh, Parik is played as our main character. He's played by Colin Farrell. He is a vet on this podcast because oh, yeah. he was... In the penguin, he was the penguin in the he Batman. He was in the penguin. He was in the penguin. He was the penguin in the Batman. He was also in Horrible Bosses. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Okay, those were the two Colin Farrell things. And yes, Colin Farrell is Irish, and this is the, probably the most Irish role I've ever seen him in. Oh, then you need to watch. Um, oh, I just want to make this plug here. If we do it on the podcast, I will. But. He had not a huge part. The Gentleman, have you ever seen it? No. Matthew McConaughey is one of the stars. That is a chef's kiss, fantastic movie. And he plays a great supporting role in that as well. And he's Irish in that role. Okay. And not doing an American accent. Yeah, no, it's just forget he's Irish sometimes. (laughs) I, I know you like to make fun of me for this, but... I was watching this movie and I'm like, how many times is Christina being like, I forget that he's Irish. It's like, I have to remind myself. Okay. So Parik uh, is an acclaimed dull man whose best friend, Colm Sonny Larry, played by Brendan Gleeson, (laughs) um, stops talking to him. Brendan Gleeson, as we all know, is mad-eyed Moody from Harry Potter. Did you know that? I did, but I, that just like, that was like a thought that was like erased from my brain. Holy cow. Well, now you know. You know who Matt wow. I, you, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christina Mastroni read all the books. <laughs> Big Harry Potter <laughs> aficionado. <laughs> Mad-Eyed Moody. Brendan Gleeson. Okay. Brendan Gleeson stops talking to Parik. Or Colum stops talking to Parik. Colum is a fiddle player who feels unaccomplished and wants to finish a new song. When Colum stops talking to Parik, he starts hanging out with Dominic, played by Barry Keegan. Now, Barry Keegan is also in the Batman. He is going to be the new Joker. Was he in the room? Was he the one laughing in the room at yes. the end? Yes, yes, that's him. Okay, but but um, and he- Colm wasn't... Isn't a vet on the show. He was just in Harry Potter. He was just in Harry Potter. Okay. But Dominic, Barry Keegan, right. is at the end of Batman, and he was in the deleted scene, so he will be uh-huh. the next Joker. Also, he played in Chernobyl, which I completely forgot. Yeah, he played Pavel. Oh, Dominic? Yes. Oh, that's... I must have missed that because I looked up his IMDb and I, I guess I missed nope. that. Scrolling through and I was like, oh, this, this guy was in Chernobyl. Completely forgot about that. So he, he's a double vet on this podcast. 
Um, okay, so where was I? Park is also very close to his sister Siobhan, played by Carrie Condon. She's a smart girl who prefers staying at home and reading. We can can relate <laughs> than being in social situations. Uh, and then there's Mrs. McCormick, played by Sheila Flinton. She's the real banshee of Inishirin. She's an old, crusty woman who seems to be all-knowing and always around. So, let's get into our climax. Parik continues to not listen to Colm and goes round his place. Colm tells him he finished his song, and it turns out to be a very good chat between the two of them. Uh, Park thinks their relationship is on the mend until Colm cuts off all of his fingers and throws them at Park's door. While this is going on, Shaban tells Park that she has accepted a job on the mainland, and she leaves. Park big, bids her farewell, and when he returns... Jenny has choked on Colm's fingers and dies. Stab me in the heart. Who knew? Did anyone have on their uh, bingo card f- crying over a donkey in the 2023 bingo? Because I didn't. <laughs> I uh, I was heartbroken. She, she stole the show. But um, Park tells Colm he will burn his house down, so leave your dog outside right before 2 p.m. He does the deed. And Colm, while Colm is in his house and takes the dog, uh, Mrs. McCormick lets the police officer No, I did not tell you who plays the police officer, but whatever. Mrs. McCormick lets the police officer know that her son Dominic has drowned in the lake. That's all I got. Well, we can assume that it, it was a suicide attempt. Okay. Um, so... Uh... Parik and Kalm are on the beach. When Parik walks onto the beach, he finds Kalm there to see that he's escaped the fire that Parik sent to his house. They have a conversation about how they could call it even. Now that Kalm um, is five fingers short and one of them killed Parik's beloved Jenny, Parik says it'll never be the same. Um, very similarly to the civil war they're watching from the mainland. And this all could have been done if he had just stayed at his burning house. One can't help but find symbolism here that their feud, uh, between their feud and the civil war itself. I believe one of the last things was, um, calm telling Parik, thanks for watching my dog anyway, as he walks off. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I think I, I, I think I messed this up in the ending, but was it that um, Parik is writing a letter back to his sister telling her that he can't escape? Or was that happening with your climax? I think that was, that was happening that was happening with the climax. Okay. So like one of the last scenes, I think he goes back in his house and all of the animals are in his house keeping him company. Yeah. Yes. So what did IMDb rate this? IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10, and the Metacritic score was an 87, and the user score was a 73. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 97, no, I'm sorry, a 95%. The audience gave it a 75%. Okay. So my review, I was um, I was having a hard time like identifying highs and lows, and more on that in a bit, but this is a 7 out of 10, and it's titled, this is a tough one to review. I think perhaps you have to be in a certain mood to watch and appreciate this film properly. Patient, but alert and attentive to catch the subtleties of the slow burn plot. Oh, I should mention it is very Irish. If you don't know what that means, well, watch the film and you'll get a glimmer. 
The acting and scenery are marvelous, as others have noted. The plot as a metaphor for the Irish Civil War and so on. The strange, sudden, quote-unquote, unfriending and the bizarre twists and turns it takes as a commentary on human nature and isolation amid a tedious present and uncertain future. There's no hand-holding here, and you have to read between the lines to understand it well. The humor is dark, dry, and subtle, sprinkled in by small doses. I suppose I must have been in the right mood to appreciate it and largely absent expectations. Other than that, there would be good acting, which was so. People expecting more of a comedy will be disappointed, I think, as will those expecting a lighthearted or uplifting conclusion. Still, I thought it was quite interesting and certainly different. I'm just going to say I picked this because this was everything, literally everything that was going through my mind. Yeah. So I I agree with this review 100%. I definitely can get behind that as well. Um I will say that when I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes audience reviews, because I was very surprised that the audience uh, score was 75%, all of them were within like the last day and all of them were half star, one star reviews being like, so boring, don't get it, blah, 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 blah. No one was very open-minded on Rotten Tomatoes. But I did grab this three and a half out of five star review. Uh, This film has a gentle pace and pleasantly ambles through a pretty odd tale of two hitherto friends. The acting from all the cast members is amazing and the setting is beautifully simple. I describe it as enjoyable overall. For some, it may miss the mark and be a bit of a head scratcher. For others, it will be a masterclass. So very much in the same sentiment as your review. Um... I'm excited to hear what Daria has to say. So my cousin Daria. Um, Is it Daria or Daria? It's Daria. Daria. When I um, when I posted the February watch list, she said that she loved Banshees, and then I had asked her. You know, I heard a couple mixed reviews, so she wrote something in, and I said, "Can I mention it on the podcast and give you a shout out?" So I'm going to read what she wrote after that because she wrote something else after that. So. Okay. Um, I was skeptical while watching the tale unfold, and by the end, I was struck by the worldly burdens that the movie represents. And I kind of got that feeling, like, you know, especially at the end, they they made it pretty clear, like, their relationship versus the the Civil War. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to say, well, I want to say thank you, Daria, for writing in. We really appreciate it. Um, Everybody who's listening, we say it every week. (laughs) You can write in. Um, and, and let us know what you think of what's on the watch list. But I, I'm not going to have much to say for highs and lows here because as we're transitioning, because I feel like most of mine were mentioned in the um, in the rev- in the review that I had. Yeah, I think that this was first of all, I'm going to say I don't have any lows. I, I don't have any lows for this movie. I guess my only lo- my Jenny was such a big high for me. So her dying was a huge low i i do agree i mean i feel like my highs were like very very simplistic like first of all it's a beautiful movie yeah oh it's shot so it's very well done second of all it's a hysterical movie like it will get you chuckling throughout the movie like when uh Parik is drunk and like calling out Colm and Colm's like, honestly, I've never liked you more in my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's it's so funny. Um, How about when he brings the donkey inside and his sister's like, the animals belong outside. And he's like, I'm not putting the donkey outside when I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also just Jenny the donkey. It's a movie that gets you to love a donkey. That's that just... donkey was so cute. Yeah. I don't know if that was a trained donkey, but that donkey just had its nose and everything. And it was so stinking cute. I can't adorable like when he took the donkey and the donkey was like running after him it was so cute (laughs) um Uh also like the move like your review said the movie is different like if we wanted something different because i feel like we just watched the same thing over and over again this is the movie for it and not everybody's gonna like this movie i mean it's but it's but it's a dark comedy i think that I think that um, well, didn't they say that Wednesday was a dark comedy? We're not we're not comparing those two. <laughs> well, I, so I'm I'm thinking I'm saying like in my head, traditionally speaking, this was very much a dark comedy. But yeah. remember, it's also it's like it's Irish, right? Yeah. And so like that type of humor, very much. If you're not paying attention, like my review said, it will go right. It'll go right over your head. Yeah. Um, if you're not like, you kind of have to hang on to every word, um, and you you need to be. You need to be intrigued by this. And I think if you've experienced the loss of a friend that's alive, mm-hmm. let me let me preface it that way, I think that you'll find this relatable and, and kind of get like hooked in. I also think I wrote this down very quickly while I was watching the movie. I think there is an interesting connection between Column and Parik and Parik and Dominic. Like, in a way, Colm's reason for not talking to Parik is because he's dull and he feels he's holding him back. Meanwhile, Parik, like, has to default to Dominic. So, like, Dominic is... Dominic is to Parik as Parik is to Colm. Do you get that? Dominic is to Parik. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's how I saw it, at least. I mean, that's definitely part of it. But I also think that part of the reason why Dominic started top, started. Oh, okay. These Irish names and my Jersey accent don't get along. Okay. Why Dominic stopped talking to Parik, I think, was because of the fact that he wasn't this nice guy. Like the thing that he did with um, one of the, the music students. Yeah. And I think, I, I really think that it's a combination of so I thought this and then I read it somewhere. I can't remember where I read it. Um, so don't quote me on it, but it kind of seems like obviously the situation with his father, the situation with, um, Parik and him, like he, he kind of put like all his eggs in one basket with him thinking that he was such a nice person. And then he liked his, his, like basically his Hail Mary pass with his sister didn't work out. So yeah. he, he kind of didn't seem like his situation was going to get any better. Yeah. Yes, I I do agree. Um, did you have any other highs for this movie? Um, no. I think I I I mean I'm I'm banking a lot on my on my review this time around because yeah. I, I had a really hard time writing this section. Yeah, I feel like you know for a. Uh, movie that is up for like best picture and it's a movie that won best picture musical or comedy you know you'd expect 
to have a lot to speak on, but for some reason, I don't have much to speak on it because it is such a different movie and everything is so subtle that it just seems like, I don't know, I didn't have much. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Right. I um, think it's because it's such a slow burn. And I also think that for that reason, people are not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely see this not being some people's cup of tea. Um, do you know that Inishirin is not a real place? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did think you- it translates literally to the island of Ireland or something like that. I also like how meta the... Um, it is that they're talking about the the name Banshees of Inishirin and Colm saying that he likes the sh sounds, the du- <laughs> the double s h sounds. Mm. Um, also, Nick turned to me while we were watching this and was like, "I can't hear him being called Colm and not think of Dairy Colm. Girls." <laughs> and it's so funny that in Dairy Girls, Uncle Colm is someone that they can't stop ta- like. They can't get him to shut up, and he just st- is nonstop talking, and he's so dull. Meanwhile, <laughs> Colin's complaint about Park is that Park's so dull, and he just wants him to stop talking. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too. So what did you eat? I had some tacos, and I had a glass of red wine. It was a beautiful dinner. Mm. Yeah. We went to, and this is not a plug, um, but we went to And Pizza, and we got some pies, and so I got mine with vegan cheese, grilled chicken, sautéed onions and mushrooms, and a drizzle of pesto. Ooh, pesto. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. But great. it had gravy underneath. I love pesto. Mm-hmm. I call it my Christmas pie, because I get it with red sauce underneath and then the pesto on top. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good for the Super Bowl Nick I had the idea to make stuffed peppers and Nick took my idea and ran with it so we did red bell peppers uh, rice with some pesto and then ground turkey and then cheese on top and cooked them up mm-hmm. oh my god it was so good it was Sounds so really delicious good. I love stuffed peppers I used to hate cooked peppers but Stuff pepper, um, cooked peppers and stuffed peppers, incredible. I can get behind that. I mean, you don't you don't like stuffed peppers. You don't like sausage and pepper sandwiches. When I was younger, I would not eat peppers if they were not raw. I did not like cooked peppers whatsoever. Uh, well, actually, when I was a kid, I I ate everything, but I um, cooked onions weren't always my favorite. And now I love caramelized mm-hmm. onions. Same. I do as well. I had, I mean, you know, I had an, like an obsession with red bell peppers and just green bell and just bell mm. peppers in general. Like, I also like green peppers. Green bell I peppers. I feel like a lot of people delicious. don't. They're not as sweet as red bell peppers or yeah. yellow or orange. Um, but no, my mom would I, have to buy peppers every single day and she would cut them up. It, like, you know how moms like send you off to school with. Carrots, I would get sent to school with peppers, specifically red bell peppers, because I loved them so much. And I got made fun of a little bit, but that's fine. I like them too. They have a very distinct smell, so people would know that I was eating bell peppers. (laughs) 
Uh, Honestly, I have a bell pepper in my fridge right now. I may cut it up and eat it. I don't have any more peppers and I need peppers so that I can make, because I like to make peppers and onions in an omelet too. Mm. And I saute them first before I throw the eggs in. So they get like a little, just a teeny bit charred. Mm-hmm. And then I scramble the eggs in, scrambly bimbly, and then I throw in a little bit of nutritional yeast because I don't eat cheese anymore. Um, and it's good. And then roasted potatoes on the side or like hash potatoes on the side. We now have a mandolin so I can make um, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost called it a Mandalorian, so. Um, <laughs> classic, classic Debbie. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a Deborah moment. Um. Have you ever seen those videos on the internet of like little old Italian women when they make roasted red peppers and they just put the pepper straight on the burner? No. Because what you do is you take the pepper and you put it right on the fire and you like crisp the outside where the skin is literally burnt. And then them, you know, you have to be a little old Italian woman with calluses on your hands. You grab it out of the fire. Oh my God. You run it under cold water and then you just like... (laughs) peel off the skin and then that's what you that's how you have a roasted red pepper oh interesting right yeah that is interesting i'll send you a video next time i see it all right i want to see the calluses oh yeah um did you what was your expectation versus reality um i was not expecting the pacing i was also not expecting the solitary environment that this movie is set in. Um, That's a good point. I feel like so many movies, honestly, there are very few movies I watch where it's just like, it's either like a big city, like busy, you know, modern setting, what you expect, or it's like one person out in the wilderness, like a into the wild, the revenant, type deal it's interesting to see this movie set in just like a town where there are not a lot of people everyone knows everyone's business you live a simplistic life but we're going to focus on just like simple issues that people have Mm. um yeah um yeah i thought it was i wasn't expecting that and i i was pleasantly Enjoy. I was pleasantly enjoyed. I was pleasantly surprised. Surprise. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. I didn't have anything that heartfelt, but I'm just going to say I didn't expect him to cut off all his fingers at once. I thought that would have happened a little slower. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to get rid of his fingers. <laughs> and a- I did. I read that somewhere, too, that like he wanted because there's there was this whole talk about despair. Yeah. And I just thought like it was going to be like. A friend doesn't want to be friends with somebody else anymore. And so they find a reason to leave. And so like, I've been in that situation. I know you've been in that situation before. It sucks. It does suck. It fucking sucks when you lose a friend. I mean, nobody ever really is like, okay, thank God. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm like, it's not, for me, it's not like it's one less person to talk to. It's like, it's one less intimate connection that I've worked hard to have and enjoy and it's gone. Yeah. And so. I was expecting it to be more about that, but it really, it, it seems like it was more about like calms, dis, dis, despair or AKA depression. Um, and he like, 
I think I, to me, it seemed like he really wanted to cause himself harm, but he couldn't find a reason to do it. And so like he took, he, he basically took his friend and used him as a reason to like harm himself. Yeah. In a way. Um, I also think that, you know, he's, I, they have this conversation where they're, he's like getting towards the end of his life and he's just like, what have I accomplished? What have I done? And Again, like all of these conversations are ve are very much amplified by the environment. Like, mm -hmm. what? Like, have <laughs> also just like how funny was this scene where he was talking about like uh, Bach and Mozart, and Siobhan comes in and she's like, "It's not the 17th century; it's the 18th century." <laughs> yes, that um, was um. Was that right? That was before he cut off all four fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I think, was that even before he cut off one finger? Might have been. Yeah. Because he basically let the first drunken counter slide. It was only when he came back to apologize that he cut off the first finger. Yeah. Just to show him that he would actually do it. And we never, Did you have we never got to hear the Banshees of Inishirin, which I'm a little upset about. I would have liked to hear uh, Colm's song. I was waiting for him to ask, like, what um, what it was like or what it sounded like. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my IRL so. moment, it's not really an IRL moment. It's more of a goal for myself. Uh -huh. When I saw Mrs. McCormick on that screen, I was like, damn, I can't wait to be her. That's just what I want to be as I get older. Just a woman that's just like very scary looking, smoking a pipe, telling people they're going to die and just like kind of being a, a ghost running around. That's what I want to do when I get older. People need to <laughs> duck behind stone walls when they see me coming. <laughs> can't wait. I could do that for you now if you want. Thank you. Do you, th so when Park was up on that um, cliff waving goodbye to Shabana, she was leaving. Do you think that it was Mrs. McCormick behind him? Yes. Yes. I thought so too. And Who then, else would it be? Why was Mrs. McCormick waving to Shabana and having her come or wanting her to like come near her near the lake? I don't think she was waving to her. It almost looked like she was casting a spell or something. Interesting. Makes me want to be her even more. I can't wait. Can't wait to be old and crusty. Well, she's, she's clearly the symbol of death. I mean, she's clearly like... Well, she's the banshee. Yeah, but she's not screaming. Yeah, but that's what he says about his song. He doesn't think that the banshees actually scream. He thinks that they just like sit back and judge silently. Right. Yeah. And then when she says one or two deaths on the island, um, I was expecting, obviously, the obvious answer is him and his sister, because she says, hopefully it's not you and your sister. But it ends up being Dominic and Jenny. I know. Or And also just Colm and Park's friendship is also a death. I mean, or it could have also been Park's sister who left her, basically left one life to start a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of open-endedness with this movie. Yeah. Um, but my IRL moment, <clears throat> um, I would be really upset if somebody hurt Otis. 
but I would set somebody's house on fire if somebody touched my Picasso. Yeah. So I can relate. I can relate. I would, oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. 17 years of the dog changes you. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be like um, John Wick status. I've never seen the movie John Wick. All I know is that someone kills his dog and then he kills everyone. I think that would be me. Yeah. I think it would, I think it would break me. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not going to happen anymore because Picasso passed away in 2019. Um, but I'm pretty sure that like if somebody hurt Picasso, I think I would come out of that a different person. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I get it. Um, before we close out, because we did everything, right? We did it all. Yeah. I would just like to say, because we did talk about, you know, um, despair and depression and self-harm and things like that. And so if you are struggling with something, um, you can always reach out to the suicide prevention line at um, 800-273-TALK or 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night. Um, so, you know, we talk about these things. Uh, we didn't issue a trigger warning because the conversation just kind of took us there. So, you know, if you are struggling with things, just know that there's always people to talk to about them. Um, and you're, you're, you're better off here with people that you love and that care about you um, and, and all those good things. So we hope that if you found yourself in a situation or if this um, episode triggered you in any way that you have someone to talk to. And if you don't, please call that number so that you can. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening so much to our podcast. Um, there are a lot of podcasts out there. So if you're still listening, we really appreciate it. We do. Um, next week. What are we doing next week? Swimmers. We're doing the swimmers, which was another rec- which was another recommendation. Yes. Um, so if you'd like to write in a review for the swimmers, you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey, It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classics Tina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. You can also write in your reviews and suggestions to Two Girls Watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. The blog is Beer, Coffee, Donuts. The YouTube channel is Two Girls Drink Beer. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. What's up?